is really eye-opening just to be there and um, uh, just to see and feel you know, really how the conflict has impacted uh, real people. Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. My name is Dave Donaldson. Our co-host, Scott Young, is out on assignment. And I got to tell you, folks, a lot is going on right now. Uh, we have the hurricane in Florida, uh, in Maui. Uh, we're distributing 250,000 meals with the help of Ivanka Trump, just a great, great woman of compassion. And today, our special guest is Willie Robertson of the famed show Duck Dynasty and his COO, Jeffrey Kent. And as you know, Willie is best known for starring and executive producer of the A&E blockbuster Duck Dynasty. Uh, he's a New York Times bestseller. Uh, he's authored several books. He has new books that are coming out. Uh, and we spent about 30 hours together on the bus uh, driving from Warsaw, Poland to Kiev, and really had a wonderful time getting acquainted and sharing ministry and vision together. And so I want to introduce Willie, uh, but also Jeffrey Kent. Uh, he is a well-known speaker. Uh, he is over the operations now for Willie Robertson. Uh, he pastored uh, for 20 years, some great churches. And I got to tell you, it's TNT, God bringing these two gentlemen together, along with Troy DeHaan, uh, who is the CEO of Giving Hope. Uh, he's also a successful businessman, 35 uh, automobile dealerships, the executive producer of God's Not Dead. Uh, he was part of the team as well, and God moved in a special way. So we're going to hear right now from Willie Robertson and Jeffrey Kent. Willie and Jeff, thanks for joining the Influencers Podcast. And uh, we're now lifelong friends after being on a bus for 30 hours, uh, driving from Warsaw to Kiev, Ukraine, and also hearing the, the sirens going off uh, from time to time. And, but I want to thank both of you for going the extra mile uh, to really love on these pastors, these pastors that have been serving on the front lines throughout this war uh, while trying to encourage their own people. And uh, Willie, you you told them that uh, there were times where you felt like crying, but God sent you there to help them smile, and you certainly did that. And so I want you guys to share your experience, your journey uh, from really America to Ukraine and how that impacted you. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that was true. I was uh, I was definitely trying to bring some encouragement. Um, not my first war zone. I was in Afghanistan in 2013 uh, uh, with the uh, USO tour. And so, yeah, kind of the same idea uh, there is to come to encourage and inspire. And uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I wasn't sure what you had lined me up on. Uh, because the first uh, whole day on the bus, there was no air conditioner, so I knew you were you were putting us to the test to see if we really wanted to be there in that in that hundred plus degree bus all uh, in there together. I, I, but a uh, missions trip. Want to make sure we started you out. Wanted right, to make Jeff? sure. Yeah, it definitely mission felt trip. mission. Uh, no, we had a, a great time. It was really eye opening just to be there and. Um, uh, just to see and feel, you know, really how the conflict has impacted 
uh, real people and, um, you know, and just the, uh, I think just the uncertainty and uh, in the air, you could just feel it, you know, uh, a lot of stress uh, for sure. And so, but, you know, I was encouraged, you know, the gospel still gets through and God is still good. And I could see that and hear that from a lot uh, of people there in Ukraine. So that was encouraging even for me as I left. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was so honored just to get an opportunity to be there and see it. And uh, I guess for me, it just it reminded me so much that we're one body, we're one church. And a lot of times we just lose sight of that. We get kind of segmented in our own areas. And I think about what scripture says to mourn with those who mourn, weep with those who weep, right? The writer of Hebrews said that to remember those who are in prison as if you're in prison. And so I think there's power in just connecting, I mean, beyond an agenda, just getting into a world that people are struggling and suffering and battling and being around them. And and uh, I just think it was so powerful for me remembering that these are our brothers and our sisters. They are fighting for the gospel. And my heart was so moved. And Willie said it perfectly. I think what I left away with is that uh, Jesus said, I will build my church. And it doesn't matter what conflict you're in, the gospel will go out. And in many ways, that kind of stuff, it just sort of moves away the the fluff and it gets people to the heart of the matter of what am I about? What is my life about? What is our purpose? It reminds the church of their purpose. And it was just so exciting to be over there. Amen. Uh, Willie, you shared with the pastors, which by the way, we learned that the registration filled up for this pastor's conference in 24 hours, 300 pastors. They opened it up for another hundred and that filled up in 12 hours. Wow. So it shows you the hunger, you know, and the need among these pastors and their spouses. But you shared with them that this was like Acts 2 to you. Elaborate on that. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I don't know, I can't remember what I said about Acts 2. I can <laughs> give you the, I can't remember what all I said. I was actually fighting through, um, really just a lot of emotion, but, uh, you know, from Acts chapter two, which is the gospel is going to go out, you know, it's going to get out and we have to remember what the most important thing, which is, which is the gospel. And I, I, I'm sure I referenced first Corinthians 15 about the importance of the gospel. And then I think from Acts chapter two, when Peter gets up, you know, this environment is very, uh, Jesus has just been crucified. So this is not the best environment, uh, even to proclaim your faith. And so, uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of the idea where Peter gets up and boldly speaks about Jesus. Um, and and we see the result from that, you know, where that many people, thousands of people right there in Acts 2 respond. And yeah, I think I think I was trying to bring that the courage that Peter had, even in bad times, even in hard times, you know, the courage to get up there and speak boldly about his faith and boldly about Jesus was just remarkable. And so, you know, very few of us have times in our life around the world where that's actually where we have conflict like that, where we do figure out like what Jeffrey said, what's really important. And so uh, these brothers and sisters are in that moment. And, um, and I, you know, I feel like they're, they're taking it. And certainly for the pastors that were there um, just unashamed, you know, laying out for their faith and proclaiming uh, that there's hope beyond this earth, which when we see conflicts like that, I think, I'm reminded that I'm glad there are, you know, I'm glad there is hope. I mean, uh, without hope, yeah. uh, I think life would just seem really tragic. 
Jeff, you've been a pastor for many years of great churches. What was it like praying for those pastors during the altar time, which that, that was incredible? Yeah, that was definitely one of the most powerful uh, moments there. And I felt really honored. And, you know, it was a mixture of people who could perfectly understand what I was saying. They would respond in English and then some people that couldn't speak a word of uh, English. And uh, man, it was just so encouraging. Again, I, I, I keep going back to kind of a, the experience that we have here because that's sort of our own life experience. We get in the trenches of complaining about every little teeny tiny thing in church and you're there and you've got a pastor in front of you that is could have left, could have thrown in the towel and said, forget this. This is too much trouble. People are dealing with anxiety and depression and trauma and issues and giving up and deaths and fear. But they said, no, this is my calling and I'm staying. And so, I mean, these are just warriors in the kingdom, but they're still struggling themselves. And I, I felt it on that end of being a spiritual leader that you want to constantly pour out. But you got to have something pouring into you. People get tired and weary. And I think for me, you know, I think we get segmented into our own kind of church worlds. And I think we can complain about a lot of little minor things and get frustrated. And I think when you go over there and see what they're dealing with, with these pastors who have chosen to keep going, to keep the ministry, to keep fighting for the gospel. I mean, they, they openly said we could have left, we could throw in the towel, uh, the the uh, the field is 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 those is ripe for the harvest. That there's so many people that need Christ and need the gospel, and I think getting to uh, to pray over them and hopefully just to pour a little bit into them because they're pouring out every day is such a blessing. Amen. Well said. So after the conference on our way out of Kiev, the capital. Uh, we went through Bucha, which has been obliterated by the Russians. And we dedicate in the midst of all that sorrow and death, uh, a family trauma center. In fact, not too far from there, it's the mass graves across the street. You have a building that's bombed. But we have this beautiful family trauma center that's going to minister to young kids, in fact, special needs kids. Uh, military with PTSD, families that have lost everything. Share with us about that dedication and what that meant to you. Yeah, that was special as well, which is, you know, I knew that uh, that was going to be dedicated. And so, you know, you hear stories about things that you're involved with that where they're dedicating things. And I kind of thought when I got there, it was going to be probably small and probably not even big enough to to do what we wanted, but I was actually blown away by just the size and it was already running. There was already people there. And so it was actually helping people uh, as we saw that. And so you could actually see uh, children, uh, uh, women who were there who were drawing from, you know, what that's there to do. And um, yeah, just really cool to, to be there at the beginning of that. Cause um, I just look forward to hearing more stories about all the people who were able to utilize that facility uh, who are dealing with some really tough things. Yeah. yeah, I was blown away too. That was my first time to see it. And we're grateful to Troy and Tracy DeHaan and, uh, you know, their ministry, Giving Hope, teaming up with CityServe and the churches there to fund this family trauma center, which includes housing on the perimeter for these families, you know, that are destitute that have lost everything. Jeff, what did that mean to you to be there? 
It, it was special. Same as what Willie said, we didn't know what we were walking into. And, and uh, there was such a community there and a sharing of resources to be able to see the city leaders there. And, uh, you know, from all the different avenues, people gathering together from leaders of the church, leaders of the community uh, to get behind that was just such a powerful thing. And it definitely just gives you confidence that uh, this place is going to be a light in a war-torn region. That's going to be a light for the love of Jesus and the gospel. And I think it's going to stand there for a long time. And I think it's a prototype for other areas to do the same thing. But it was definitely powerful to see the uh, potential of what that center has. Well said. Uh, Willie, as we close it out here, you know, compassion fatigue is real. You know, out of sight, out of mind. It's Ukraine's hardly ever in the media now, except for just showing what's being bombed. You know, the military side, not the humanitarian side. What would you say to people to urge them to continue to pray and to give to help these churches that are serving these families in need? Yeah, you know, I was there, um, and so I can tell firsthand stories of just being there and seeing the, uh, really the desire um, to want to serve the Lord, the desire to want to share their faith, the desire to get the message out there and to help uh, others. And so, and yeah, I get it, uh, Dave. There's, you know, there's things all over the world. I did see such a heart uh, for the Lord there. I saw people that uh, we're searching. And so, yeah, we just got to remember that um, how good we have it, especially here in America, um, you know, to be able to do the things that we love and we don't have to worry uh, like folks over there do. So, yeah, it, you know, prayer for sure, but also just, uh, you know, having that ability to share and share with others when they when they go through this uh, times like this is very important. Yeah, Bishop Anatoly, who's over 1,800 churches he opened up by saying, uh, the best way that you're ministering to us is to be here. And so, again, I want to thank both of you and your families uh, for, I mean, traveling all that way uh, to just hug on these pastors, to pray with them, encourage them. Encouragement means to put courage in, and God used you in a special way to do that. So thanks again. Yeah, it was great. Uh... Yeah, I think just being there, I hopefully showed the brothers and sisters there that we hadn't forgotten them. We do care about them and, uh, and looking forward to helping them in the future. <laughs> right. Thanks so much. God bless. Thank you, Dave. See you, buddy. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.